0: Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd. Today, I'm here with my friend, Burke. How are you today, Burke? As always,
1: getting together to discuss conference makes me happy. So today, I'm going to say at least right at this moment, I am happy.
0: (laughs) Were you like subtly quoting uh, Groundhog Day, Burke? (laughs) I don't
1: believe I was, but um, it could happen.
0: Yeah, because... I, I heard you quote it earlier in the week. <laughs> and so I know you have a, have at least partially in your cultural memory there. Any, any, he, he like reaches this Zen state where he doesn't have to plan for the future. He just is happy in the moment. And then he exactly. wakes up the next day and it's the future. So, yeah, because he finally achieved the perfect day. He did. Indeed. He did. Well, um, Burke, have you been working on any invitations from this conference? I know it's been a mere days. <laughs> Anything that you've been focusing on? Um, since the last time we talked, I have nothing
1: new to add or update. My focus for the year is still ministering, and I still need to do better.
0: Okay, so. great. Those, yeah, well, we could always do better at ministering, right? There's no no perfect minister, so it'll be eternal, I think. Rivka, how, how are you today? fantastic awesome excited to be here awesome glad to have you here um tell me about an invitation that struck you from this last conference that you're
2: working on uh it has to do with the talk we're talking about today okay in my in my effort to continue my path of discipleship from last time and working on that i am going to be studying the new for the strength of youth pamphlet which we're going to talk about a little i love it yep
0: it's so good, and we're going to get into that. So we'll get some details in a minute. Deanna, how are you today? Fantastic. Great. So happy to have you on the podcast again, to be sitting right next to you. It's fun. <laughs> Any invitations you've been working on?
3: Um, So I've talked about this before, the invitation to attend the temple more frequently, and I, that prompting still coming with this conference. I still <laughs> feel it. So I'm going to count this since conference. I We scheduled um, our son, Lawson, mm-hmm. to attend the temple for the first time for his own initiatorian oh. endowment. And I ordered his temple clothes. So I'm going to count that as having made some progress, even though we haven't actually been to the temple. We're scheduled and we're making progress it. in in going mm-hmm. and being able to share... The gift of the temple with my son, which is my very favorite thing. I love the temple and being able to take our children has been a gift and I'm super excited about that.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, we also looked ahead to the next month. We've been trying to do once a month and our temple's about two and a half hours away. So we've been trying to do once a month and we looked ahead and tried to schedule a day. So we're working on it. Yep. We face a significant challenge next year. We have a temple that will be closed for four months.
3: Well, so five months total with like our regular cleanings. Yeah. And all if you stuff. count all
0: the other weeks and whatever. Yeah, so
3: we're going to have to Yikes. pack it in for the other mm-hmm. seven.
0: And the next closest temple is like four and a half
2: yeah.
0: hours away. So
2: Sounds like a good year to start upping your indexing game.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Go to the family history part of temple and family history work, right? And
2: magnify uh, trips to visit people
3: and stuff like that who happen to have temples close by Mm them. I think that's going to be in our future. Yeah.
2: There we go. We have one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Good to know.
0: Well done. Good. Well, I've been still working on the same things. Um, I, I think all... Rivka and Burke and I, all three of us have sort of picked something for the year and are sticking with that. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, I think I've been making strides in the prayer area uh, again lately, and I'm trying to refocus on that. So I'm going to keep working. Um, and from this conference, um, I, I felt that temple sort of prompting as well to to that it had sort of slipped over the past month or two and try to refocus and make it a priority. So. It's got to be scheduled or it doesn't happen. Yep. There's no,
3: <laughs>
0: there's almost never a Saturday where it's like, hey, we have nothing all day. Let's just jump in the car and go to the temple. Yeah. So,
3: and for us, you can't do impromptu because we have a small temple. Yeah. You like have to have an appointment. Uh, yeah. Which, likely yeah. to be like, full. We, you know, COVID made a lot of people be like, oh, I have to schedule. Well, we've done that for many years. Like, that's just oh, the way you have okay. to do it. And so, impromptu does not work for us <laughs> yeah, you have gotcha. to you literally yeah. have to schedule
0: so well um with that we will go on to the talk we're going to discuss today which is uh which revka already referenced jesus christ is the strength of youth by elder dieter f uchtdorf of the quorum of the 12 apostles great talk i think we all enjoyed this one um nary an airplane reference to be had <laughs> uh surprisingly and we'll start with deanna what was the fundamental doctrine you found here
3: uh here's one that i highlighted. i believe the savior jesus christ would want you to see feel and know that he is your strength that with his help there are no limits to what you can accomplish that your potential is limitless he would want you to see yourself the way he sees you and that is very different from the way the world sees you the savior would declare in no uncertain terms that you are a daughter or son of the almighty god Your heavenly father is the most glorious being in the universe, full of love, joy, purity, holiness, light, grace, and truth. And one day he wants you to inherit all he has. Mm. So beautiful.
2: So beautiful.
3: So beautiful.
0: What did you love about it?
3: I just think that's such a beautiful, kind of succinct way of it's so much more about just than just coming here and being like that. The point is to transform and inherit all that he has. And that um, comes only through Christ. Yeah. There's no limits. I love it.
0: I love it. Another way he might have phrased that is the Lord will do unimaginable things in your life, right? One of our favorite talks that we refer to all the time. Uh, Aaliyah is not going to be on this podcast. I can guarantee with certainty that she would mark that as her fundamental doctrine. She goes to college, doesn't cry, says goodbye to us for mission, doesn't cry, watches the Lion King clip that says, you know, you're.
3: Yep, remember who you are.
0: Remember who you are, just the waterworks come out (laughs) and she just weeps like a little child. So. And I've said this on the podcast before too, but um, I interview all the youth every year a couple times and I frequently ask them, tell me a part of your testimony that's really strong right now. And, you know, not every single youth, but most of them, a very strong majority, like 75, 80% say, I know the Lord loves me. I know that I'm a son or daughter of God. So at least in our area, that message is really getting through as as one of their core, you know, testimony um, tenets. So awesome. Well, let's go over to Rivka. What was the fundamental doctrine you pulled out of this talk? Rivka?
2: Um, He says, at the heart of God's plan for your happiness is your power to choose. And um, Dan and I share a deep love for this particular doctrine of the gospel, the doctrine of agency. So for me, that was a a hugely fundamental doctrine, um, I mean, of the gospel, but also in this talk. A little further down, he says, there's a lot of confusion in the world about what is right and wrong. So where do you find truth? And then he says, when you have important choices to make, Jesus Christ and His restored gospel are the best choice. When you have questions, Jesus Christ and His restored gospel are the best answer. When you feel weak, Jesus Christ is your strength. So I love that. Agency, you have the gift of agency. It's an eternal law. And here is the way to make the choices that will bring you true joy and, and deep and lasting happiness and fulfillment.
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. And when phrased in this way, it just gives you so much power. It mm-hmm. just says, you have the power the Lord has given you. You have the power that he's going to back you and you can make choices that will make your life great. And I actually marked that the last thing you read, Rivka as one of the promises from this talk Mm -hmm. And he goes on, he says, he gives power to the weary and to those who feel powerless, he increases strength. They who wait upon the Lord will be renewed by his strength. So all these promises, you know, right in the middle of this talk about, he, right in that, those three paragraphs, he says the word strength repeatedly or power repeatedly. So we'll receive power and we'll we'll receive strength as we make good choices. Mm -hmm. Um, And President Nelson has said that repeatedly as well, so. Great. Burke, how about you? What was your fundamental doctrine?
1: Well, interestingly for me, the fundamental doctrine is his introduction. Um, and I, I, I marked the paragraph that Deanna read as well. I do not disagree with that, but this hit me really hard um, where he just opens by saying who he's speaking to. Um, but then he says, for the rising generation, I have a message, especially for you from our savior, Jesus Christ. And when Elder Ukdorf was giving this talk, I f- felt that in my heart. And I think about how um, our world has thousands of years of historical precedent of people claiming to speak for God and being wrong. Um, but when he says he speaks for our Savior, Jesus Christ, I feel that love in my heart. And I am grateful for the authority that exists in order for him to be able to do so. Um, so often in my life I feel lonely, small, and weak, I think. You know, despite being surrounded by people who love me, that is a a feeling that is always hard for me as being the mortals that we are. And so when a when someone who has dedicated their life to be an apostle of Jesus Christ has taken the time to receive inspiration specifically for us and then shared it with us, I just feel so
0: loved and appreciated by my heavenly father. Yeah. Thank you. That was amazing. In the scriptures we read, you know, thus saith the Lord. And this is the modern version of that, right? I mean, he couldn't have made it any plainer. Absolutely. So fantastic. And I loved just to continue on with that Burke when he said, Um, you know, what would he say to you? And he says, I believe he would start by expressing his deep love for you. He would say it with words, but it would just, it would also flow so strongly just from his presence Mm -hmm. that it would be unmistakable reaching deep into your heart, filling your soul. And then as you just said, despite the fact that sometimes, you know, we we might feel love from our family or from the Savior, um, we don't always feel that way. He says, uh, and yet, because we're all weak and imperfect, some concerns might creep into your mind. Um, and he goes on from there. But I mean, just a powerful way to open that that talk and really emphasize the Savior's love for us. And if you have not r- sat down and read this, I really recommend that you do and you click all these footnotes mm-hmm. because they are so good. Yes, He goes through from the beginning and gives words the Savior has spoken And he says, he's speaking these to you, fear not. And then you click the footnote and there's a bunch of scriptures where he says, fear not and doubt not and be of good cheer. Um, Let not your heart be troubled. So you can really dive into those scriptures. Um, So just, I agree, Burke, just a powerful way to open. And, And he, he kept going and, and really emphasized that love. So um, he continues on from there. This is the first segment. He says of the Savior's message to you. And he says, uh, as um, he goes on about our heavenly father's love for us, he says, Jesus might point out that your covenants with him made when you were baptized and renewed each time you partake of the sacrament, give you a special connection with him. That kind of connection the scriptures describe as being yoked together so that with his help, you can carry any burden. Now, in a random coincidence, or perhaps not random, we we happened to watch oxen that were yoked together pulling huge loads, thousands of pounds, at an ox pulling contest today.
2: Today. Today. This imagery is strong. Today, like a few
0: hours ago, Rivka, um, what what kind of insights did you have while you're watching those oxen? pulling around thousands of pounds?
2: Oh, I had a lot of different things that I was thinking about, but a couple of the primary ones were um, that some of the teams we watched were less equally yoked than others, and it made a significant difference in in their pulling, the straightness of the pull, how often they had to stop, how often they needed to be corrected. Um, and the exhaustion that one would bear over the other for pulling more of the load. So that was, that was an interesting thing to see happening because that's verbiage. We've talked, you know, you hear quite often in Sunday school lessons or things like that, but to watch that, what that unequal yoking looks like was fascinating to me. Um, and then the other thing that I thought a great deal about watching it was the difference in the masters that were driving the oxen team. And some were quite vociferous (laughs) (laughs) and um, almost sounded angry. I mean, they weren't, we didn't know the calls, but yelling and um, just quite loud. So a lot of it was vocal and uh, intimidating. And then some of them were much quieter. And one that impressed me the most was I think it was the last one we watched where – because they will have the oxen pull a short distance because they were – I tallied it up and it was a little little over two and a half tons, five five 5,500 pounds. Mm-hmm. So they would sh- pull for short bursts and then they rest 15 to 20 seconds and then they'd start up again. But that last one that we saw – He never gave really a command for them to start. Like some of them yelled and hollered a bunch, but he just started moving and instantly his two oxen started moving with him. So there, I'm still thinking through some of that, but I think, you know, if, if we are being yoked with the savior and we are following the commandments of God, I feel he is very much, um, more like that final leader. In that that he quietly does it, and this is why he asks us, you know, to to, or maybe why the prophet is asking us to hear him and follow him, because there is some instinctual stuff that happens when you, when they work together with that team of oxen. That I think there's some good lessons for us in that.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thank you for sharing those insights. Um, we were remarking at some of these teamsters that were driving the oxen. You know the the hips of the oxen came all the way up to the top of that person's head. So they were these were like six mm-hmm. feet tall, yeah. huge, so powerful, just massive. You know, you know, I don't even know how to describe. Them. Huge, very mm-hmm. muscular, <laughs> strong. So I can imagine myself going up to that five thousand or fifty five hundred pound sled. And every single effort I make would not even budget an inch. It wouldn't even like rock, you know, (laughs) uh, uh, up against the ground. It would just, it would be like I wasn't there. And then to think about yoking with the Savior who has all the power and the ultimate strength, as Elder Uchtdorf said over and over, um, that's what can really help you carry those burdens. So you're still pulling, but He's doing all the pulling for you and really helping you to, to rest.
3: I love that throughout this whole talk. And as we'll talk about later in the new for the strength of youth pamphlet, it says over and over and over again, Jesus Christ is your strength. And I think that that imagery of Mm -hmm. what you're just talking about is exactly it. Like literally I can't pull it at all Mm -hmm. to make any progress and like you talked about Rivka, like it's a totally unequal yoking. But unlike what we were watching, where when it's an unequal yoking, you know, it doesn't make as much progress. In this instance, we have the perfect person to be yoked with. And so by being yoked together with him, everything is possible. Anyway, I just love how they are so clear over and over and over again in this of Jesus Christ is your strength. Mm-hmm. This is always where the strength comes from. And then anyway, I just think it's beautiful. I I really noticed that theme as I was reading through things. Yeah.
0: Burke, any other insights from that experience that you wanted to add? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, If I can just keep going with the tangent for just a moment. Mm -hmm. After that, we watched a pig scramble. (laughs) With little kids trying to catch pigs.
2: Maybe we should say we were at a county fair. Yes. This wasn't just like something that was happening in the neighborhood. <laughs> it wasn't our kids in the backyard.
0: <laughs> it was hilarious. But as they were getting it all set up, they let out all the pigs who, when they were let out in their cages one by one, were just squealing and running <laughs> randomly. Eventually, a guy with a cane came around and rounded them all up. And then he really didn't have to do anything to get them to do what he wanted to do after that point. So once they were all, once they were all together, he would just sort of tap the cane a little bit and they would be herded in the direction he wanted them to go. Mm-hmm. And I thought back to our discussion of the shepherd and calling his mm-hmm. sheep and how we heard a few talks. Um, this conference, especially elder Renlin talk about, you know, being up on a mountain and praying by yourself and getting personal enlightenment. It were really people, right? We're not just a social people, but we're the Lord's covenant people and we are saved together. And it works so much better when we are together as a people and we listen to the master's voice together. Um, I was just struck how crazy the pigs were by themselves. And then when they were all together being guided by that one guy gently tapping with a cane, no big deal. They were all calm and going where they needed to go. So,
2: And also every now and then they tossed out some food. Yes. They we were feeding them along the way and that brought them great joy. Indeed. It did. <laughs> I think so. that also happens to us in the gospel. <laughs> yes, <it does. laughs> I agree. Like general conference.
0: <laughs> yes. Spiritual food, right? Well, um, great. That is a great um, recap of sort of the first two sections of the talk, the choices and And the Savior's words to us. And then he goes on to talk about the For the Strength of Youth, which is newly released. I had not heard of it at all until um, I actually until I re listened to his talk because we didn't even hear it the first time. And uh, so I didn't realize it was out there. So that was pretty awesome. And they've uh, changed the whole setup here. So, Burke, you know, tell us about some of the bigger changes that you've noticed or that he talked about. Um well I think I think the trend has been going this way over time, but
1: I think the biggest thing is a bigger reliance on foundations for your choice. He says, for the strength of youth focuses on the foundation for your choices. It focuses on values, principles, and doctrine instead of every specific behavior. Hmm. So there's less do more of this and don't do that. Specifically, there's not as much of the don't do's. Um, which I really like because um, as he says here. Um, quoting King Benjamin, I cannot tell you all the things whereby you may commit sin for there are diverse ways and means even so many that I cannot number them. And it would be a waste of time to try, I think. And so I like that what we're teaching is correct principles and, um,
0: yeah. Fantastic. In that footnote to the, the verse you just, uh, quoted oftentimes when someone quotes a verse, the footnote is just the verse. He gives a little commentary and he compares, you know, all uh, that verse to the Pharisees just making, you know, hundreds of rules. Yeah, he gives so. a
1: whole nother talk in the footnotes. Yeah. He does.
0: <laughs> and it's really good. So, awesome. Um, Deanna, what did you notice as you went through this part of the talk talking about the principles? And um, and as you sort of skimmed the new for Strength of Youth um, compared to the prior for Strength of Youth?
3: Um, I... I, again, love this principle based thing and going back as Rebecca talked about this love that I have of agency and it, I feel like it just puts so much more of an emphasis on that of like, here is what the Lord offers you. You can choose it. You know what I mean? So in, in his talk, he had a, a section where he was talking about actually the section I read as my fundamental doctrine. And at the end, um, of that, he says, that is your destiny. That is your future. That is your choice. And then he goes in to talk about at the heart of God's plan for you, for your happiness is your power to choose. Of course, Heavenly Father wants you to choose eternal joy with him, and he will help you achieve it, but he would never force it upon you. And so I love how they section it out of just that way of like, we're going to tell you what's available to you. Mm -hmm. And you can choose it. Um, another thing I loved was at the end of each of the sections, they gave Temple recommend questions that were associated with those things. I just think that ties it all really nicely of like why we have this interview that it's that it really is teaching uh, and asking about principles that hopefully we are allowing to guide our life to most likely increase our chances of, you know finding the progression and the joy that we're seeking.
0: Yeah. I love that too. It tied it into the recommend questions, which of course they get interviewed for those every year. And then at the end in the appendix, they actually have the whole temple recommend interview there for anyone to read, which is pretty awesome. You can of course find it online, you can Google it or whatever, but it encourages people to, or, you know, the youth to do sort of a self accounting. And it says, um, don't wait for an interview do your own spiritual checkup so and then it gives the young women theme and the Aaronic priesthood theme as well in there so pretty awesome mm-hmm. um let's do just a quick overview um, of how each of these sections in for strength of youth is organized so the first principle here is jesus christ will help you so the first thing it does is it teaches eternal truth and for example in this case um Some of the highlights from that are Jesus Christ can strengthen you. Repentance isn't punishment for sin. It is the way the Savior frees us from sin. And then it gives invitations such as repent, rejoice in the gift to do better and be better. And then it promises blessings. So in this case, Jesus Christ will forgive and heal you as you repent. He will change your heart and your life. And then something that I thought was pretty cool, it gives questions and answers. Um, Like, how do I know if God has forgiven me? That's a common one, I think. And it says, when do I need the help of the bishop to repent? Another common question. I'm trying to repent, but I keep making the same mistakes. What should I do now? That's a tough question. So, they are not shying away from them. And then right under that, they give a whole bunch of scriptures. So, you can just click on those, read through those scriptures. So, And then at the very end, the temple recommend, temple recommend questions that it applies to. So, just such a great way to organize it. I really loved it. Some of the paragraphs, as you read through, if you're have, if you familiar with the old one, sound like they took them maybe not word for word, but very similar. But others are completely new and completely changed. So, really cool overhaul. It's, it's
1: interesting that uh, they use that guide or sort of uh, – Similar structure for each section of eternal truth and then an invitation and a promised blessing. I mean, it's almost like they've been listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: I'm just going to move back from the table so the lightning doesn't hit me. Woo! <laughs> 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 Coming out hot, Burke. Which, of course, <laughs> <laughs> comes from Elder uh, come uh, uh, from from Bednar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <right>. yeah. <laughs> Uh,. Well, Rivka, you just were released from the youth program, so yeah. um, you have familiarity. We still with have you? kids. She hasn't been totally released. Yeah, <laughs> right, right.
2: Accurate. Um,
0: so, what were your thoughts as you heard this part of his talk? And and I know you skimmed through or read through some of the first strength of youth, and now your goal is to read through it in detail. So, mm-hmm. tell me more about that.
2: Um, he says in this talk. So the purpose of for the strength of youth is to point you to him. So this is why this is being given to the youth, but I will emphasize here that this is for all of us. Absolutely. There's there is no 100%. No way should you be going. I'm not a youth. Probably doesn't apply. Everyone here who's younger than God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or at least President Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the purpose of the For the Strength of Youth um, is to point you to him. Um, and then it says, it's also important for you to know what the For Strength of Youth does not do. It doesn't make decisions for you. It doesn't give you a yes or no about every choice you might ever face. For the Strength of Youth focuses on the foundation for your choices – It focuses on values, principles, and doctrine instead of every specific behavior. This is significant. He then quotes Joseph Smith and he said, Joseph Smith said, I teach them correct principles and they govern themselves. And I think this is so important right now because if you have spent any time in this world, if you've spent any time on social media or reading magazines or newspapers, you will know that. There is nothing more plentiful in this world than people willing to tell you what you should be doing mm. and which choice you should be making. That this is the right way. I mean, the whole fashion industry is nothing but that, right? This is the thing you should be wearing. This is the way you should be dressing your body. This is the way you, sh- you know, the way you should be doing your hair, the way you should be putting on makeup. This is the way you should be working out at the gym. This is the, there are so many this is the this is the way you should be eating. Mm? Like there are 50,000 different versions of that. And the youth, I mean, all of us, but the youth particularly are just being bombarded by millions of voices constantly telling them, here's the thing you should do with no premise underlying it other than because I said so. And so for, for the youth of this church and for anyone who is reading this, To be told, you have a choice, there are choices you are going to make, and let us give you the the foundational information and knowledge so that you can then go ahead and make the decision that is going to be actually the right one for you, done with the revelatory process, is a gift beyond measure in a world saturated with empty you-shoulds. Fantastic,
0: <laughs> thank you, Rivka. Um, I I do know the one right way to eat, uh, <laughs> and that is to consume wings made by Burke. So I can tell I you, I will second that. Amen. Yeah, so. True.
1: They did turn out well. Today. <laughs>
0: um, well, along those lines, Rivka, in in one of those one of the many gospel paradoxes, um, of course, there are some specifics they still get into, like mm-hmm. dating at sixteen and so forth. But a lot of them are removed and just the principles are given. So, in a in a strange way, it's actually a higher standard. And he goes into that and by removing some of those specifics, they make it a higher and holier way. So, he says, um, Jesus Christ has very high standards for his followers. Um, and in a side note, Deanna was a seminary teacher uh, only for... Uh, one of our kids
3: that's my kind of seminary yeah (laughs) Um,
0: for a year and uh, the training said you know we're shooting for high love high high expectations and elder uchtdorf really hits that here high love high expectations Mm -hmm. and he goes on and the invitation to earnestly seek his will and live by his truth is the highest standard possible important temporal and spiritual choices should not only be based on personal preference or what is convenient or popular the Lord is not saying, do whatever you want. He is saying, let mm-hmm. God prevail. He is saying, come follow me. He is saying, live in a higher, holier, and more mature way. He is saying, keep my commandments. Um, so as you go through for the new for strength of youth, despite the lack of some of this prescriptive rules, it actually is a higher and holier way and and holding us to a higher standard. And we've seen that in ministering. Unfortunately, we've seen some people without the prescriptive visit of once a month um, sort of drop out of ministering. But we've also seen relationships flourish, flourish, and develop in ways that they they never would have otherwise by holding only to that prescriptive way. So um, it, it is a higher and holier way, and that also makes it a little bit harder. So. Well, um, let's move on to promises and invitations. So, Burke, what kind of invitations and promises did you find in this talk?
1: All the invitations I marked you just barely read. Yeah,
0: I I, got there a little early.
1: (laughs) I'm going to add my, I guess, vote for those being the invitations things he's asking you to do. And I think the blessing um, goes back to what I talked about at the beginning. and that's the ability to feel the love that your Savior has for you, and the strength to feel the opposite of what I said. I sometimes feel in my life of being lonely, weak, and small is to feel strong, um, loved, and part of a
0: much larger family. I I think he explicitly says that at the end here. He does. I, I'm going to read it um, just because I love it. He says, you can build a joyful, happy life because Jesus Christ is your strength. You can find confidence, peace, safety, happiness, and belonging now and eternally because you will find all of it in Jesus Christ, in his gospel, and in his church. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Is That covers everything. <laughs> That's it, right? Yep. We want all those things. Um, we want them now. We want them eternally. What a promise. So, and when he was giving this talk again, I had that feeling like
1: I can do that, I can have that. So, I just love the spirit, you know, reinforcing that as it was said. It's this, this talk was one of those ones for me that was a big warm hug. I loved it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. a big warm hug combined with a motivational speech. Yes. Yeah. he was hugging you and whispering in your ear, You can do this, <laughs> yeah. you've got this. Yeah. So,
2: can I have one more thought, please? He says. And this is sort of an invitation. It is an invitation. I don't know why I said sort of, but it's in the middle of the talk, so it's not the end one. Um, The new version of For the Strength of Youth is available online in 50 different languages and will also be available in print. It will be a significant help for making choices in your life. Please embrace it as your own and share it with your friends. And I love that invitation to embrace it as your own, because as you do that, these standards that are the Lord's standards become your standards. And I think that's where the strength and the confidence to live them comes from. Because because then they're yours. It's not just somebody's bandwagon that you're jumping onto. Even God's bandwagon that you're jumping onto, they become yours because as you become like Him, this becomes how you want to live. And so you're Decision fatigue begins to go away, and you find yourself in situations that could be a predicament that just aren't anymore because you have your standards that are these standards that God has given. And then he says, to be very clear, the best guide you can possibly have for making choices is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the strength of youth.
0: Fantastic. Anything to add, Deanna?
3: Um, yeah, a couple of things. So I do, I love that the subtitle is guide to making choices and going along with what you just said, Rivka. Mm -hmm. I think that just, again, is bringing to our remembrance that our agency is tied to all of this. And I think that the ultimate goal of that higher, holier way is to have these, like, learn of these principles and adopt them and live them so that they can be written upon, you know, the fleshy Mm -hmm. tables of our heart. I think that's the goal, you know, of, of, like you said, Mm -hmm. then, living like the Savior, that that is the point of owning that agency yeah. and and having it written in our hearts so that it, it does become our motivation. Um, and then one other, I highlighted another section as a, a promise that I thought was really beautiful. He said, when you have important choices to make, Jesus Christ and His restored gospel are the best choice. When you have questions, Jesus Christ and His restored gospel are the best answer. When you feel weak, Jesus Christ is your strength. He gives power to the weary, and to those who feel powerless, He increases strength. Though they who wait upon the Lord will be renewed by His strength.
0: Okay, so as you were reading that, I was wondering how you have felt that in your life.
3: Oh, so, so many ways. Uh, I feel like it used to be really confusing to me of it felt like there was this kind of thing out there. That's like, how do I access his strength? You know, and like it was out there and I just couldn't tangibly grasp how to get it, you sort know, of nebulous. Yeah. Very nebulous. And I've learned over the last couple of years as I've been studying that really it's so much Simpler than I had in my head, that it is really literally from just doing the things that he's asked. That when I attend the temple, I don't have to do a whole bunch of specific things to somehow grab on to this, whatever. Like, literally, I go to the temple and I receive literal power.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I read the scriptures yep. and I receive literal power. I pray and I receive literal power that it is. I guess that's just a lesson that has come home to me over recent times is, wow, I didn't realize that actually just in doing the things I didn't recognize it, but I am receiving power just in the act of doing. And that, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's so much more accessible than I originally thought.
0: I think that's exactly what he's saying, right? You make the choices and you receive yeah. his strength I think um, oftentimes, just as it says in the Doctrine and Covenants, and the Lord is speaking to Oliver Cowdery, and he said, you know, you, you were actually being led by the Spirit. You just didn't know it. Yeah. You were blessed to grow up in a, a wonderful home and have made those choices for for your whole life. And so there was a lot of strength there that maybe you were receiving that you weren't aware of.
3: And I've always been able to make it through all of my trials and things are hard. And, but I've always received the strength, even when I haven't recognized it as such, Mm -hmm. like it hasn't come from me, (laughs) you know, even if I'm not acknowledging that it hasn't come from me and it has come from the Lord strengthening me through, I I mean, basically he wants to give us strength. And so anything we are willing to do, any small thing, (laughs) he immediately strengthens us and, and gives us power even when we're not aware of it.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think um, in my life, I've felt greater emotional resilience as I've um, made good choices. I've felt um, a greater connection to the Lord. So, and those things are sort of nebulous sometimes, um, but all the things you listed are, are ways that we feel the spirit. So in my mind, the more I feel the spirit, by making good choices, the more I feel that connection and that strength. Um, I personally have had also um, very concrete ways that that has appeared in my life. I know that when I um, got this calling uh, that I'm currently in as bishop, I I like to go to bed early. I know a <laughs> lot of people know that about me. I know a lot of people make fun of that about me. <laughs> um, but uh, I really within um, – like days of getting the calling. I gained basically an hour of, of energy every evening so I could complete a lot of things that I was doing. Or we had a situation with Camilla that sort of fixed itself that we'd been working on for years and years and it just resolved. So, sometimes those things happen very concretely and sometimes they're more nebulous and small and simple and you know, the slow climb up the mountain where you look back 20 years later and go, oh, wow, lots has changed and I've received mm-hmm. a lot of strength to, to, to get where I am now. So hopefully each of us have felt that and and Elder Uchtdorf is promising that we can all feel that by making good choices, but especially those youth who are out there. And I want to invite everybody to go ahead and read um, through the new For Strength of Youth. It's amazing. As Rivka said, it is for all of us. So Um. I think that'll do it for this talk. It was an amazing talk. And um, the next one we're going to discuss is Seeing More of Jesus Christ in Our Lives by Sister Tracy Y. Browning, second counselor in the primary general presidency. In the meantime, you can get a hold of us um, through social media at Words of the Prophets Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or Words of the Prophets Podcast at gmail.com. So thanks to everyone for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.